not, not quite my tempo. I'm going to make him an offer again. What up, peeps? Uh, it is episode 52. Oofta. Time flies by when you're having fun. Um, we're here for another episode of Multiplex Loves Movies. Uh, it's going to be an interesting evening. Some fun news to talk about. Some interesting news to talk about. Um, stay till the end. I'm going to yell about Blu-rays. It's going to be really fun. Uh, we'll bring in my partner in crime, uh, Six out of the seven days of the week, she hates me. Uh, Tuesday is no exception. It's Maggie, <laughs> how are you? I'm good. Mm-hmm. You do not deny the statement I just made. No, I do deny it. Um, I do not hate you most days. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. Uh, bringing in uh, person number three of the day is someone that I don't know how you feel about this person. You guys haven't known each other for very long. His name is Robert. Oh, mm. God, what are you drinking? This is a Michelob Ultra Pure Gold Organic Beer, Tim. What yes. else would it be? <laughs> uh, that's going to be a big yikes for me, Doug. Today I am sporting water. Uh, water. Because uh, if I drink any more rum and coke, my wife might leave me. Um, it's, it's been getting rough around the Bracala home lately, but that being said, hi, we're here. We're going to have a fun time. Um, Caleb Coho off doing something else. Uh, he might get a haircut. Yeah, I think so. Hopefully, Uh, He is showing up soon. Maybe depending on how long a match goes, they're recording a match. So, uh, we'll see, uh, other match we did went a little late. So he was late to that thus late to this. So I'm going to do my darndest to uh, produce this thing without him. We'll see what happens. Uh, yeah. Th- Nico, this is not a, a show about uh, America. Uh, this is a show about movie news. Uh, the only America to- we're talking about is Team America, World Police. That's fair. Although, no, we are not going to be talking about that. Oh. The first thing we are going right. to talk about, though, is we're going to clarify some things from last week with Mulan and uh, Disney plus. Uh, so last week we talked about how Mulan is coming to Disney plus. It's going to be behind a paywall of $30. We speculated at the time uh, that it was going to be a rental. Uh, yes and no. Uh, what we've come to find out is if you are a Disney plus subscriber, you pay the $30. It is on your Disney plus for as long as you're a subscriber. So for me, I bought upfront a three-year subscription to Disney Plus. So if I spend the thirty dollars on September fourth, I get it. No matter if that three years, no matter what. Um, At this point, two years and some change. Um, So I I, I like that. Um, Some people are complaining of being like, "Oh, well, I'm only on a monthly subscription. So if I pay the thirty dollars, then quit out. I don't get it." Well, yeah, but I mean, I think it's part of the perk of having the service, but I also understand of like, this is a huge movie. Why not just put it on Vudu and let me buy it to have forever on Vudu? I get it. I think eventually you are going to get that privilege. I think come December uh, or so, it'll be put out on Blu-ray and everything else, and that'll be that. Um, so Maggie, we'll go to you first since you were here last week and we talked about this. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. Yeah, no, I think that this is definitely the smarter choice and it makes more sense than doing like the rental thing via Disney Plus. Like if you're going to release it on a streaming service like that behind a paywall, it makes a lot of sense that it's then available in some capacity for certain subscribers to keep. But definitely the whole point of releasing it on Disney Plus is to A, make money theoretically off of it, get it out there, but then be to increase subscribers. So this is a good way to, you know, rope people in for a longer time or to like really commit to their subscription. Um, I'm glad that it is not, I'm really glad it's not rental because if we like it 
and I want to watch it multiple times. I want to have that ability and not have to pay $3 every time. Um, well, one of the things we we didn't we failed to mention last week was this movie was screened to critics before COVID. Yeah. Like the movie was going to come out the end of March, the beginning of March. Disney had a premiere. Yeah. Like that people saw the movie and loved yeah. it. It got great a great response. So for all intents and purposes, the movie slaps. Right. So I'm happy that if I do spend $30, I can watch it as many times as I want if I like it as well. Um, the other thing we're not talking about too is how many people are going to be sharing accounts. For us, for instance, um, I, I'm interested to see if it's profile-based or if it's account-based. I would assume it's account-based. It'd be dumb yeah. if it wasn't. Um, but then in that case, then, we get to watch it. Robert has our Disney Plus. He can watch it. Um, uh, my friend Tyler has it. He can watch it then. Uh, I, my sister has it. She gets to use it. So I think that's another positive to this. Robert, uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm with it. I, I cannot think that any smart business person would want it to be profile-based instead of just subscription-based. That'd be ludicrous that's like having something for like one netflix account but not or like one person who's watching but not the other like that that'd be silly but I, i'm with Maggie. like i'd rather have it be a one-time fee that's a little bit higher than sort of like a pay-per-view kind of thing like an on-demand like that would also just not be a good time if you want to rewatch it a lot if you want to you know always have that access to it and i'm also with you guys as well i understand why they say you know you will have it on Disney Plus as long as you're a subscriber. Once you stop subscribing, obviously, you, you lose that privilege to watch it. Totally get it. That's just good sense. Like, considering it's not out on, like, any other streaming service, it's not out on Voodoo to buy digitally, it's not out on physical media, like, it makes sense that they want to make sure that only people who are already giving them money want to continue to have access to it. So I get it. All right. Well, so we're not going to spend much more time on this only because we talked about it for so long last week. Let's bring up the next topic, which is Captain Marvel 2 has found its director. And that director is the 2020 Candyman remake director, Nia DaCosta. Um, she, like I said, most recently has done the Candyman uh, remake which we have not seen yet, but I'm sure Kevin Feige seen it if he's hiring her. Um, this is awesome. Uh, I, again, haven't seen Candyman. Um, I haven't even seen the original Candyman. Uh, but I, I think from what I hear, uh, Nia knows what she's doing. Um, I think she's done some television, um, at least. But I think the biggest thing that, to talk about here is she's a woman. She's a woman of color. I think that's awesome. Uh, this is now between uh, this movie and Eternals, um, and Shang-Chi, and even Taika Waititi. This is, this, we're, we're now, uh, we're getting an, a, a cool group of people um, that aren't white men, which I think is awesome. Uh, Maggie, let's go to you. Your thoughts on Nia and just the MCU director look as a whole right now. Yeah, you forgot Ryan Coogler. Ryan yeah. Coogler, too, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's definitely, I think they're moving in the right direction, especially also giving like young directors a chance and not like waiting, not like, yeah, you know what I mean? They're giving more like fresh people a chance. And I think that that's a good choice because I think that if you keep using a, the same directors over and over again, or people who are like really entrenched in genre, um, the movies are just going to be the same as every other superhero movie that we have, um, just with different characters. So I'm excited. Um, my favorite thing is when this this was announced and we talked about it, and um, I was like, oh, well, the only movie she's done is the Candyman remake that we haven't seen. And you said, well, you know what? Kevin Feige has seen it, so that's why they hired her. And I was like, yeah, probably you're right. Um, but I'm excited. Um, I think it's good also to have a woman, obviously, Marvel, that's desirable. Um, so yeah, excited overall for the way things are looking for the future. I'm trying to find out right now what studio uh, is putting out Candyman, but I can't. I imagine it'd be Fox. Oh, that doesn't. But just everything I'm getting just says like all the posters. I don't really see anything. Here we go. Poster Universal. Universal. So yeah, he's probably yeah. I mean, he's Kevin Feige. If he wants to see something, 
No, that's fair. 100%. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, the other one I forgot is uh, uh, Kate Shortland is the woman who is also directing Black Widow. Uh, right. So between Black Widow, The Eternals, uh, Shang-Chi, Thor, uh, Black Panther 2, and now Captain Marvel, really the only uh, uh, MCU movies coming up that aren't a uh, person of color or um, uh, is a, uh, uh, or a woman, I'm sorry, is um, Sam Raimi and uh, John Watts doing Spider-Man 3. Uh, so I think that's pretty cool. Uh, Robert, what's your take on the whole thing? Yeah, 100%. I don't have a hot take. Like, oh, man, they shouldn't be diversifying yeah. their filmmakers. <laughs> like, no, of course that's a good call. And But I think Maggie also brought up a really good point about just, like, not even taking a chance, but just investing in young, talented people. Like, I think that's a really good thing. Like, Ryan Coogler made one movie before he got Creed, and suddenly he was one of the hottest directors out there. And I think that's great. Like, I think it's great that uh, they just take talented people and surround them with like a talented crew and make a really good movie like i think that that helps grow the filmmaker's career as well so she may have only done Candyman. i hadn't heard her name before today when i saw the article but i think it's great because she could go off and now go do amazing things even after this too it doesn't just have to be pigeonholed now into only doing you know comic book movies or sequels or remakes you know it, it just gives these filmmakers a platform to springboard their own careers and continue making interesting movies after this. Um, something else I'm looking into as we're talking, it also looks like um, because a big part of uh, the uh, MCU going forward is going to be those Disney plus shows. Um, yeah. It looks like uh, the WandaVision show was created and is being show run um, as well by a, a female person of color. So that's also very cool. So good on Marvel. Good on Kevin Feige. Uh, it took three phases, but we got there. Uh, but that being said, let's uh, let's move on to the uh, next story, which uh, I I have thoughts about. Um, John Wick is back, literally back to back. We're getting John Wick four and five. Um, okay. <laughs> Spoilers for John Wick three. Uh, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna spoil John Wick chapter three here a little bit. Clearly, the movie sets itself up for a chapter four. Um, I'm game for a chapter four. Five movies. Um, I, I get it's successful. It's fun. I really like the John Wick movies. There's not a single one of the first three I don't like. Um, but by the end of the third one, I was just a little nauseous, I think is a good word to use. I enjoyed my time in the theater, but it, by the end of it, it's two hours and ten minutes long, and I'm just like, Okay, and it's just like so relentless. Um, I was looking for more finality in the third one. I thought the third one was going to wrap up the story. Clear that's not the case. I know that I'm going to go see John Wick 4, and it's going to be cool. Um, with them shooting 4 and 5, I didn't know there was going to be a fifth one, but with them doing 4 and 5 back-to-back, -back, it sounds like they're going to be a little more connected, a little more... Uh, not that the first three weren't, but these ones especially are going to be uh, like one big story... I hope that's the end. I hope. Uh, Robert, have you seen all three of these? What do you think? I have not. Uh, I've, not <laughs> I've only seen... You, you didn't spoil anything. You said it set itself up for a sequel. Every major blockbuster does that. Like, that's, not, not that's not a huge spoiler. I've only seen the first one. Um, but these are like the quintessential kind of like 2010s dad action movies. Like, you can go to, like, a dad on our street and be like, so John Wick, he's like, dude, I, that Keanu Reeves, man. Like, <laughs> I'll go watch anything that dude puts out. And that's why these movies are being made is for the dads of the world. Um, because they keep going to see them. And they keep watching them on streaming services. And they anytime they're on cable, they're like, oh, I can sit down and watch this movie. So I, I get it. I, I don't know if the story is starting to get a little dry. Because like I said, I haven't seen two or three. I would assume that, you know, there's only so many things that, you know, uh, sort of fluid action guy can do before it gets a little bit much, <laughs> a little bit repetitive. Yeah. So obviously I don't want it to see it get too repetitive. But if people like the general populace continues to like the movies and they keep making money i don't see why they shouldn't keep making them i don't think it's that the story is getting stale i think it's just and the act i i don't 
the action is always impressive and good and different. They keep doing things like in the third it's one. It's so innovative. They, yeah. they integrated the dogs uh, in a really cool way in the third one. There's a motorcycle chase scene that I think is really, really cool. Um, honest to God, the first 40 minutes of John Wick Chapter 3 are, is honestly probably the best action I've seen, like pure like gunplay, sword fight, stuff like that I've seen in a movie. It just, at two hours and 10 minutes, it just gets to be a little much. These movies need to be 95 minutes, 100 minutes, and I'd be all game. It just gets to be a bit much. Uh, Maggie, you agreed, though, with a lot of the things Robert was saying. What are your thoughts? I did not like John Wick 3. I left that movie legitimately pissed that they were setting it up for another movie. I was like, why? Why are we doing this? Because literally, like, the first one is super interesting and the action's great. The second one, still good. But the third one, I was really sick of having to watch him just, like, shoot people in the forehead. Like... I'm over it. I really am. Like it's incredibly violent and that's almost all it has going for it at this point. It's getting incredibly convoluted and I don't care. And you're right that it's like incredibly long and I don't want to watch him brutally murder people for two hours. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not interested in watching two more of these movies. I really do like Keanu. I think he does really good work and the first two were great. I just have no interest in this continuing. Like, I don't understand why everything has to be a franchise. Why couldn't it have just been, like, a beautiful little trilogy? Like, why do we have to just, like, milk everything until we hate it? Because I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, that's why. But I don't like it, Katie. I'm still upset. <laughs> um, so there you have it. Maggie's upset. John Wick, she doesn't want any more of it. Um, so we're, I like, sorry. No, so we're like fearful of this like Terminator in itself, like. Where... No, I I don't think so because I think the people behind the camera and in front of the camera are really talented, sure. and they're still making entertaining movies. It's just at this point, it's getting to be a bit. I could see it. I could one hundred percent see the fourth one being the first really bad one of these. That sure. that's the point where they're at, where it's getting to be a little too much. Um. That being said, let's move on to this is just a fun little story uh, about my my boy Robbie Pats uh, lying to Papa Nolan. Uh, what is it? Battenson lied to Papa Nolan. I there there you go, Coho. Coho's not here, but I I approve of his message. Um, this is just a fun little story. Uh, basically, if you don't know, uh, Christopher Nolan made these movies. They're called a. Uh, uh, the Dark Knight trilogy, the uh, the, the Batman Begins, and, uh, the, the Dark Knight. Yeah, so uh, he knows a thing or two about Batman. Well, Robert Pattinson is going to be Batman. Don't know if you guys know this. Um, he also worked on a movie with Christopher Nolan. Don't know if you've heard of it. It hasn't been in the news a lot recently, but it's called Tenet. And uh, so while he was working on Tenet was when he was auditioning to be Batman. And he had to lie to Christopher Nolan to get out of like work to go audition which I think is hilarious. Um, and so the interview, like if you, if you read it, the comments that Robert Pattinson made was that he was so nervous and he like went up to Christopher Nolan and was like, yeah, I've got like family stuff. Like, you know, uh. and then when he came back, he was like, yeah, the family stuff was, you know, oh, and Nolan was like, you just went and auditioned for Batman, didn't you? And he was like, damn it. Yes, I do know. So, uh, yeah, I think it's uh I think it's I think it's a funny little story. Uh Robert, do you have any any takes on this? I, I have zero takes. I also think it's a funny story. It's the classic like, oh, I think I'm busy, like I'm sorry, can I like leave early today? I, I have this thing. <laughs> and yeah. it's like it's the classic I have this thing, and I just think it's funny. Maggie, uh do you think Christopher Nolan has asked Robert Pattinson a bunch of questions about this Batman movie or that he couldn't give two fucks. I don't, I don't think, think Nolan gives a shit. Two fucks, to be honest. I think that he probably knew just because Nolan is a very high profile director. Like I feel like he's in the circle. Like he probably knew that Pattinson was on their short list and like he probably was told by somebody involved with the film that he was that Pattinson was auditioning. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I don't really understand the need to lie to Christopher Nolan specifically because I feel like 
He's not gonna go blabbing. The irony, like, no, what if Nolan knew the whole time and he just he wanted to figure right, out what like, Pat's his excuse probably, was gonna be? He's like, so what's right. it gonna be? Huh? What angle I, is he gonna pull? I legitimately believe that probably happened because there's no reason that Christopher Nolan wouldn't know that if he wanted to. It's the like people who are like standing near them that can hear the things that they need to be worried about. Um, that will leak it online, but it, yeah, it's a cute story. Um, excited for both those movies. Uh, yeah, so oh, go ahead, Robert. I, I legitimately, until the prep for this show, thought that the movie was called Tenant with an N, like a renter of a house, like a tenant, uh, and not Tenant. That's a hundred percent true because I haven't watched a trailer. You thought but... it was about John David Washington running around <laughs> the globe? No, 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 no. <laughs> selling home or being no. like breaking into homes. I didn't think homes. it was about like somebody who rented. That's just like the form of the word that I thought the title was. That's funny. Um, so for this next story, I'm going to bring in our official um, uh, uh, Snyder Cut correspondent. Um, I believe he's backstage. Is that a, a Mr. Cody Newberry? Do you think he can make a quick appearance on the show to, to discuss something about the Snyder <laughs> Cut? Uh, uh, he's, he's, an, he's our official Snyder Cut. Oh, wait. We also have a, we also have a Caleb Coho backstage. Uh, we have can you hear me, Yes, I hear you, Coho. It's um, right so, a hurricane. Uh, so guys, um, big news in the world of the Snyder Cut. This is Cody's oh. favorite thing uh, ever, which is why I want to bring him in on this one. It's not um, happening. Uh, Zach is Zach Snyder's revealing some images. Remember how Stephen Wolf looked like Pooh uh, and looked like a, a, a Ratchet and Clank character from the PS One. Uh, well, this is what, what, what kind of what he's looking like now. He's all spiky. He looks like he could jump out of the ocean uh, and, and maybe murder someone. He's got some spikes. And we're apparently getting a trailer in a couple days. Uh, Cody, I'm going to go to you in the field. Uh, Cody, <laughs> your thoughts on... Wait, do you need to see it again? There it is again, Cody. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring Cody and uh, Cody, y- your your thoughts. Um, You know what? I didn't want to see this movie. But now that I've seen a creature from God of War played on PlayStation 2, I am in... There are better graphics in a video game than there are on that screen right there. So that's the whole thing that I'm behind this. I I am so looking forward to the opposite of everybody. I want everybody to be so excited. Sit down. HBO, we're going to get a Justice League movie that's good. And watch it be worse. <laughs> watch it be worse than what we got before. And that will teach everybody. Everybody. Don't ask for things that you don't know how it's going to be. Like, there was a reason there was a firing done. Like, regardless what happened, they weren't meeting that vision. So, I don't like his vision ever. So, I don't know if this is going to be good. And that thing, I think Steppenwolf looked better in the than this one right now. Than this one right now. I don't think they. Eat, I don't think either one looks so, good. Can you can you find an image of of regular of of current Steppenwolf and I put it and put it? Back I, I, so I, I think, I think the problem was I think the problem with Steppenwolf in general was making him so CGI. I think that was the major issue on it. So yeah. now now that I can't see anything about that character well, space, you know, uh, Cody, I appreciate your input. Thank you. You're more than welcome to stay. I wanted to bring nope. you in on that story specifically. You can take me out. You're sorry, uh, Maggie. I am. Enjoy- I'm just here for, for Maggie, so I can hear negativity from her. That's the only reason. That's fair. Me. Thank you, Cody, in the field. Um, okay. So one thing I do have to argue against uh, what he said a little bit is I too hated the uh, big CGI mess. What I think the difference is is. They wanted, uh, specifically Joss Whedon, I think, wanted uh, Seven Wolf to be this main villain. He has a face. He's a big, he's a main villain of the movie. A human-like face, but the whole thing is CGI. Whereas I think they could have done something more practical and it probably would have been different. This one looks just like a monster. Uh, granted, the image isn't great because it's literally off of like Zack Snyder's TV. Like this isn't an official image. This is something that he leaked onto the internet. Um, but this looks like a monster, uh, and it doesn't look like a human esque character. Like this one, I think mm-hmm. was supposed to look. This one looks 
uh, much more grueling. What is this? What am I looking at now? Oh, that's, yeah. that's the that, creature from the extended cut. They look identical. That is the no. That is Steppenwolf. That 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 was him in the BVS Ultimate Cut. Right. Um, that looks much more like this one that's going to be in the Snyder Cut. Um, so I and that looks. I mean, there's clearly some CGI there, but it looks like it has some practical to it. This is clearly all CGI, but neither look anything like this monstrosity. Uh, Maggie, let's go to you. Your thoughts on all of the Steppenwolf business. I mean, I am not excited about the CGI um, still. I hope that it looks a little bit better. Um, I would like to say that he looks, when he he said something about the ocean, it reminded me of... uh, the uh, the um, fuck, the pr- like prisoners pirates on um, oh uh, in um, in Pirates in of the Caribbean Pir- yeah. Davy uh, Jones da- Davy Jones's ship with all the like yeah. shit coming out of them that's kind of what he looks like he definitely looks scarier so if that's what he's going for then that's what he's going for if he's in the movie as much as Devin Wolf is in the original cut and he looks this bad CGI wise. Not excited, but it is what it is. Robert, your take. Are you pro or anti Snyder Cut and pro or anti Stephen Wolf? In general, I'm anti Snyder Cut. I just think everybody should move on and accept the movie that was made and go make new stuff. Uh, but that's beside the point. That's neither here nor there. I'll still watch it when it comes out. Um, as far as Stephen Wolf, uh, I know you're trying to like get fans like excited about like oh, the new cut and oh look at all the stuff we're changing the character design of steppenwolf was not in the top five things wrong with justice league <laughs> that like i it was a problem and you're right like it looked too anthropomorphic like he looked too much like he had a real face but it was like half-assed exactly that doesn't look good but like that's not the problem why are we like advertising hey this is what we're fixing like i'd rather them just like keep their heads down fix everything and then come out with like a fresh trailer, then come out with promotional images, not, you know, a picture from a TV. Like, I just don't understand why we need to be like, why why Zack Snyder or the studio, whoever, HBO, DC, whoever it is, I don't understand why they feel the need to advertise this to us. Uh, Cause I just don't think that like, that was, I it was a problem, but it definitely was not uh, in the top biggest problems of that movie. Uh, it was bad character design, but it didn't ruin the movie. Uh, there were other, there was worse CGI in other parts of that movie. Oh, like sure. the, this is, this is what we're choosing to fix. And this is what we're choosing to like tell people that we're fixing when I would, if they're going to do something, which clearly like they're doing a Snyder cut, they're doing a different alternate version of the movie. Just put your heads down, do it. And then tell me what you did. Well, clearly we've already seen, we've already seen an image of dark side. Right, uh, so, yeah. we, so we know dark side is going to be in the movie. And Superman's black suit. And too. Superman black suit. Um, oh, yeah. Snyder, Snyder released another uh, image today. Um, announcing that. Yeah, it was feet. <laughs> uh, he was announcing that he was cutting the trailer. The trailer is coming out in a couple weeks at the DC fan dome, uh, which is actually, I think going to be a great event. We're going to see okay. stuff from the Batman from suicide squad. Uh, we're going to get that new Suicide Squad game, uh, which, uh, oh, sweet mercy when that thing comes out. Um, so we're going to get a lot of cool stuff there. Uh, a trailer is, I think, imminent and part of it. Um, so I think they are changing. They're clearly adding and changing stuff that we haven't seen already. Yeah. I think the thing is, is they don't want to show us uh, the stuff that we haven't even seen anything of yet. Like we're not going to yeah. get a full dark side thing until of this course. trailer. I it, think. It, it just doesn't make me like super even more excited to see like an image of dark side with the brightness taken all the way down. Like that's yeah. just not something that like really gets me going to like, Oh man, can't wait for the new justice league now. Like uh, yeah. I'll still watch it. Anyway. It doesn't influence my opinion of the movie at all. Koho, what do you think? You're a big DC fan. E. Uh, I like to see continuity between extended cuts of designs of characters. He looks better, but like he, again, like you guys said, Seven Wolf didn't look good. Anyway, uh, I'm I I am actually really excited for DC Fandom as an event in general. Like The Rock has a lot of cool teasers for it on his Twitter. Like, and to see a trailer at Fandom would be really cool. Uh, for this, and I hope we get to see it. Uh, it sounds like we are going to see it. So, yeah. uh, that's, right, that yeah. that's gonna be really cool. I'm excited for that. So. Cool. All right. Uh, so let's move on. Next topic. 
um, is an interesting one. Ben Affleck is back in the news in the directing chair. He's going to be making a new movie, and it's going to be all about uh, uh, the the Chinatown uh, movie. I don't know if you guys have heard of this movie. It's called Chinatown. I believe it came out in the seventies. Am I right there? Seventies. Coho, I'm getting a nod. I'm getting a nod from everyone. Uh, It's not in fandom. Uh, So anyway, uh, so Ben Affleck is directing a movie about the making of Chinatown. Um, I have a couple thoughts on this. I really like Ben Affleck as a director. Um, Gone Baby Gone slaps. The town slaps. Argo fucking slaps. And uh, Live by Night is shit. Uh, So he hasn't made a movie since. 2016 i think that was live my night was 2016 um and uh probably for the best i think he needed some time off uh because i think that movie was a disaster um i don't i didn't know there was i don't know the story to be had here um in the sense that i didn't realize chinatown had a story behind it worth talking about the making of um am i am i correct co roman polanski directed uh, Chinatown, correct? Yes, he did. So yeah. that that alone is uh, gross uh, because uh, he's um, gross. Uh, so if it's about him, man, yeah. I, I'm not looking forward to that. But if it's more about like shady shit he was doing in a weird production of the movie and he's not the main focus, I'm way more interested in this. But that being said, I think Ben is smart enough to uh handle whatever story is coming out of this in a good way uh maggie let's go to you you have not seen chinatown i don't think or have you no you have not uh but are you excited for a new ben picture of course i love ben affleck's directing other than as you said live my night was just absolute trash um but his other three movies i'm big fans of um but I'll have to watch Chinatown, obviously, I think, before I see this movie. Well, yeah. um, but I totally agree with what you're saying about not focusing on Roman Polanski. I think that's for the best. And it is interesting that if there's not, like, already a story that people know, like, what story is he going to be telling? And where, how truthful is it? Is it a point that he's trying to make it truthful? Or is it something that he's just sort of making up? I don't know. I don't know. I will go see whatever he does. So it is what it is. Cool. Coho, your thoughts. Uh, I'll, I don't, I think Ben Affleck's made three movies and I like two and a half of them. Uh, uh, he's got a good directors. I, I don't like half of live by night. Uh, that's four. Probably four. Yeah, there's four. four. Am I missing? Gone, gone baby gone, gone the town oh never mind garden. i've seen three and a half i've seen three full movies i like to have half of them. anyway uh but um i i'm i'm curious i think it could be good somewhere boatman is just having a, a freaking heyday uh because this is a boatman movie if there ever was one um there's it's like based on a book right i have no idea Chinatown? i don't think so i think it's no no, no 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 this movie like the movie's right i think it's oh. based oh. on a book is it oh well, yeah. i'll look into it while you i think talking. so um, like if there's a book on it, then maybe the story right. I've never read it. Then that, but, then like, that makes sense. but like, um, I I think it'd be cool. Ben Affleck doing a story set in like 70s Hollywood could be really cool to see him do like because Live by Night, the period elements were really good. Like yeah. he did a good job of directing, like uh, making everything look and feel prohibition era. The story just mm-hmm. shit. Uh, but um, I I would be really excited to see him try again in like a period setting and do something really cool. Uh, ben Affleck has reportedly signed on to write and direct an adaption of The Big Goodbye, a behind-the-scenes oh. story about the making of the classic film yeah. Chinatown. So, uh, Robert, your thoughts? Yeah, so I, ch- I saw Chinatown a couple months ago for the first time, and I really liked it. It is like, it, it was sort of like Godfather are both considered like, from what I know, like two of the first modern movies really, uh, especially China, China with the screenplay, like, it's one of the first, like, modern mysteries, uh, and it, like, it's taught, like, as, as in, like, screenwriting classes and stuff like that, so, uh, I, I understand the significance of the movie Chinatown, uh, I thought it was good, um, I, I, I knew what the twist, there, there's a twist in the movie, I knew what it was going into don't it. tell me, I don't know what it is. I'm not gonna tell you, the movie's, I, I just knew it because the movie's almost 50 years old, um, but the screenplay was written by, uh, yeah, Roman Polanski right. and then Robert Town, who yeah. also like did a lot of stuff in this. Like he wrote parts of The Godfather. He wrote. He just did a lot of uh, 
sort of script treatments, uh, Robert Town. So, like, if it's talking about, like, Robert Town more, if it's talking about his relationship with Polanski, like, I don't want to see a Roman Polanski biopic. Of course, like, that's not something I'm interested yeah. in watching. Um, but, like Koho said, like, if it's about 70s Hollywood, and if it's about uh, Polanski kind of being shady, from what I know about the production of this movie, it was, like, the screenplay was really, really great, but the movie itself was kind of a disaster and then saved in the editing room. I don't know if that's true or not, but, like, if it's a story about that, that'd be an interesting thing for me to watch. Like, I- I'd be down for it. All right. Uh, I agree. Perfect. All right. So we're going to move on to uh, the next the next thing, and uh, this is time where I get to rant at you guys about something. Uh, no, in all seriousness, uh, the, the thing that made me decide to talk about this wasn't actually even uh, what what Coho uh, put as the uh, as as the the slide, but uh, it was kind of the start of it. Uh, so f- Disney's shaking up the way they're releasing physical media. Um, it sounds like going forward, it's all going to be anything new. So your Black Widows, your Mulans, your Souls, your uh, um, even stuff from Fox, uh, New Mutants, stuff like that. You're going to get it on 4K because it's new. Um, but when it comes to their back catalog, so um, your X-Men Origins Wolverine or your Home Alone 2s or your, uh, oh, Jesus, I don't know, um, the Lion King 2 Simba's Pride. I, I don't fucking know. You, <laughs> Because uh, they have released a lot of stuff on 4K recently. Um, that's back catalog. All of Marvel, all of uh, Pixar, and most of the newer Disney animated movies. Uh, pretty much everything from Princess and the Frog on is on 4K. So um, they're not going back to that back catalog. That sucks, especially with Fox. Um, this means you're never going to get Avatar on 4k um you're never gonna get the abyss another james cameron movie you're you're not gonna get stuff like that um on 4k which is just uh for me uh sucks but the thing that really made me want to talk about why i think physical media is also important is something else that was announced hbo max launched a month ago uh, it was advertised to be launching with all the Harry Potter films. If you get HBO Max, you're getting every single Harry Potter film. That's what you're getting. You get them. And they're already gone. They're off HBO Max. Yeah. They, took, they took them off. And now they're going to Peacock. But they're not going to be at Peacock until like November, December. So if you want to watch Harry Potter right now, you either have to go on to Voodoo and spend $140 to get the big bu- the, the big collection. Or you have to go to a Best Buy a Target and buy a DVD for $7.99 and can bring the ho- movie home and watch it. I think what a lot of people don't realize is with movies, yes, you always get tons of deals and stuff on Voodoo. Right now, I bought Almost Famous on Blu-ray today. It was $9.99. I could have bought it on Voodoo for five dollars but the problem is for me is that it's not streaming anywhere if all of a sudden one day voodoo shuts down and says peace out home slice i don't (laughs) own that movie anymore but i have it at home uh it's something i'm very passionate about everybody makes fun of me cody uh often does the joke if i mention blu-ray 4k on any program uh he oh take a shot tim mentioned the blu-rays he's right i talk about it a lot but i think uh for this reason this sucks uh, for streaming. You, you promise your subscribers something like Harry Potter. That's a big selling point. That's a huge selling point for a lot of people to be able to watch all the Harry Potter films uh, because you have HBO and now they're just gone for a few months. And if you want to watch them, you, you can't. Um, whereas you make the one-time purchase of uh, the DVDs. I, I, I have them forever now. Granted, one time is bullshit for me because I owned them on DVD and then I owned them on Blu-ray and now I own them on 4K because I'm an asshole. But the same thing would be said of digital. You would buy them in standard definition, then you upgrade to 1080p, then people upgrade to 4K. Um, So I just wanted to highlight the fact that if you even uh, think a little bit about, like, if if you buy DVDs, blu-rays even a little bit i think it's just a smart bet always um because you do get to have that physical thing 
forever. I think it, uh, one argument that someone made to me was, uh, well, video games, you can buy video games digitally. I think it's different with video games. I'm in total support of, uh, I, I still buy physical, but I think I'm, I'm, it's total support to buy a video game digital because uh, the video game, the, the discs for video games are useless. Uh, literally, you put them in, it takes data off of the disc, and now it's on your Xbox. Uh, that's not the case with Blu-rays. The, the Blu-ray is the movie. That disc has the movie. I think it's a little different. Um, I'm rambling at this point. So, Coho, I'm going to go to you. Um, I know that you don't aren't really a big uh, physical media collector. What's your take on all of this stuff? Um, when it comes to a movie that like I want, like really want to have, I will buy the Blu-ray DVD digital combo. Um, that's just the way my family's always been. But like when it comes to like movies that I'm like don't really care about, but like I want, I need to have it to fill out a collection. Then it's like digital. Um, digital's just more convenient for me. Um, I buy everything through like iTunes, and then it just ports everywhere else. So it's just it works better for me. But like for you, I totally get it. Like this would fucking piss me off. This vicariously, I'm pissed off for you. That might not be the exact word I mean, but you know what I mean. I empathize. Uh, that's what I meant to say. Um, but like that, it, it's kind of sad to think about that. There's not going to be 4K versions of like Ford v Ferrari in the future, or like that already exists. But. Well, right, but I'm saying like like in ten years, you yes, won't. a movie like a Ford v Ferrari that comes right, out, yeah. which looks gorgeous in 4K. Um, and like movies like Home Alone, like you said, or Avatar is like a weird one to even think about that. That's like 19 years old or 21 years old or so. I don't read math is hard. 11. Uh, 11. 11. That's meant to say uh yeah uh yeah i'm rambling too but yeah i i feel for you and it sucks robert you like to buy blu-rays i think i, I might do. have uh, hurt you in that way uh how do you how do you feel about this <laughs> uh i do like buying blu-rays uh i don't like buying 4k because i don't own a 4k tv that can play a 4k movie <laughs> and that's uh, so for, like i is this the same with blu-rays or is it just 4k the Disney thing is just is just, just 4K, 4K as yeah. of right now, yeah. Sure. So I I'm also very pro physical media, like you said. Like I don't anticipate like in the age of information that we're in, in the digital age that we're in, I don't foresee ever Netflix and Vudu and Hulu and HBO Max and like all every, Disney Plus. Like I don't I don't foresee a circumstance where all of them are like we're not streaming. Streaming doesn't exist anymore. Snap, it's gone. Um, but like also. Where does it say that they can't take take stuff off their library? Like you were exactly. saying with Max, like they now that's gone. Who's to say? Like I don't think Disney Plus would ever do this, but if Disney Plus wants to snap their fingers one day and then the entire MCU is no longer available on Disney Plus, I would like to still own that movie. Uh, so, and, and and it's not just it's not just you know those big kind of temple movies. It's small movies that I really enjoy too. Um, so I'm with you. I really enjoy physical media. I. I don't think that would ever happen. People would go into an uprage, but it, it could. And you want to be prepared for that kind of situation because you still want to own it. And also, it's just cool to like own physical media. Like, it's not as cool to just like surf through your voodoo log, like it, rather than like look at a display of physical media. Uh, as far as the 4K thing, uh, I I'm with you guys. Like, who knows what movie is going to be released in two years? That would be like, oh man, damn! I would love to see that on 4K, or like you know artemis fowl like who wants to see that on 4k guys right um is that not artemis fowl was released on disney plus right and it was terrible i yeah, you know, yeah it was okay uh but you know what i'm saying like i got you if like mulan or like yeah. a, a, a good I, don't understand. I thought that going forward they're still gonna release new movies on 4k yeah new one but well, it's just but, the backlog Sure. Yeah. So but like, but this still sets a precedent that yes, they yes. don't think it's worth it to do the backlog. And Robert made a good point that I didn't even think of was th this move by Disney is basically saying, well, if you want to watch, uh, you know, um, Curse of the Black Pearl, none of the Pirates movies are on 4K except for the newest one. But the first four are not, which means I'm never going to get those on 4K unless I have Disney Plus. So that puts someone in a position yeah. like Robert who is going to watch the pirates movies on Disney plus. I think what they want is they want to stop doing this to get people to Disney plus. Yeah. The problem is, is if people stop buying physical media, which has already happened, I'm fully aware that it's people have already stopped doing this. Uh, this is just my warning call because if you do stop, 
And let's say Black Widow comes out on Blu-ray, DVD, 4K, and digital. And nobody buys it on 4K The only the, because nobody wanted to watch it. And now uh, the only way you can watch it is on Disney+. Plus. There's nothing stopping Disney from one day saying, nope, you don't have that movie. Or let's say in some ungodly universe that would never happen, Universal buys Marvel. Let's just say it. It's never going to happen. But if it did... Those movies would leave Disney Plus. They wouldn't be on there anymore. And now you'd have to go find you. There'd be nowhere for you to watch it. You'd have to go and find it. Uh, and if I have the physical copies, I'm golden. Uh, that that's a, another fun thing too. Is like I own a ton of movies that are Fox branded or whatever. Like um, some of my MCU Blu-rays before I got the 4Ks had the pair all the Paramount stuff like all over them from when. Iron Man and Thor and stuff were released by Paramount. So, um, Maggie, you hate that I hate I, I care so much about this. Tell me what you think. That's not true. I don't hate that you care so much about it. I hate that you compulsively buy all of them. That's the part that I'm not a fan of. Fair. Um, I mean, it is sad. I mean, 4Ks definitely look better than Blu-rays. Like, if you have the right equipment, like, that's true and like i i was trying to think of things other than like avatar but pirates is a good example of something that would probably look awesome on 4k and now that's not really well i guess if it's on disney plus you can watch it on 4k but streaming 4k is not the same as watching on physical like it's definitely not um so yeah it's kind of a bummer i don't i i don't truly believe like with avatar specifically that they wouldn't release it on 4k like they're i imagine if they're releasing all these other avatar sequels that will come out someday on 4k they would then release avatar on 4k like i don't know why they wouldn't do that um but yeah it's 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 an interesting move i don't know if it signals a move away from 4k generally um, like a like a it's hard to know well, the, the biggest, honestly, the biggest supporter of the, the medium right now is Warner Brothers. They they crush it in the 4K department. Their their 4Ks always look great, sound great. I've never had an issue. Um, and honestly, Universal as well. They both crush it when it comes to their releases. Disney, honestly, I, I'm the Disney shill, but their, their Blu-rays are very hit or miss. We watched uh, Captain Marvel and Endgame yesterday. And Captain Marvel honestly sounded like crap, uh, and then Endgame was perfect. So it was like both yeah. on 4K, Uno, the 4K, yeah. 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 Uh, so it's very hit or miss. I will stop the rambling on this, uh, and we will end the show for the day, guys. Thank you for watching. Uh, before you completely go away, a couple more uh, cleanup things. We're back in the full swing of things around here at Multiplex Entertainment. Everything's back up and running post-mayhem. You've got a bunch of Warzone matches uh, coming up on Thursday and Friday. Uh, tomorrow, I believe you guys are doing a recap, Coho, of the Top 100? Yes. Tomorrow on Your List Sucks, the Top 100 group comes together one last time to recap our lists and reveal the final combined Top 100. You don't want to miss that. Uh, we'll also be getting our grades and finding out who won the overall list. Uh, it is definitely me, so please watch. Oh. Uh, um, yeah. Okay, and then um, other big things uh, this week. Thursday is the first episode of Fan Zone in its new time and spot on Thursday, so also look out for that. Uh, who is playing Nick Tuig and Andrew Barr? That's a good match. That's actually a fantastic match. match. You will definitely want to watch that. Um, and then, like I said, Thursday, Friday, Warzone Fandom in its new time, Saturday and Sunday, as well as Sunday night, the first episode of Tuig's Trivia Night featuring uh, Nicholas Tuig as the host. And then the competitors will be Blockbuster Video, uh, Mike and Nazario, Jim and Lucas, and myself will be playing. So uh, that'll be a fun match. And then also, I just want to say one more thing. Uh, Monday, uh, Miscellaneous is every other week now. Mo Monday, uh, Miscellaneous is back on Monday. I, the last episode of Multiplex Miscellaneous uh, was great. Uh, Coho, you played fantastic. Yes, I did. You... <laughs> 
you and you and Cody you have eyes. actually you both you both played amazing at one point you told mischief managed to uh uh to uh bend over a table and uh that that me and Nick slapped the shit out of them just like and you guys did the same thing it was beautiful um uh Thomas Scully doesn't know what the fuck a liger is uh it was no, no. it was easy yeah. enough easy easy yeah. and and it was, was obvi- uh, who wouldn't know it was a lion and a tiger right come on obviously obviously um, that all being said <laughs> i am here to officially announce that a new team will be challenging you for the miscellaneous <laughs> chumps title whoever good luck and it's team multiplex loves movies me and maggie going up against team your list sucks you two Next week, Monday. Oh, oh, multiplex is, miscellaneous. I did not this, agree to this. This is perfect, Coho. This is perfect because guess what? When we win, we're gonna hear the fighting from Madison from where we live. In exactly. There you go. These two are gonna kill each other when one of them costs them each other the match. They're too Absolutely. competitive for this. This is beautiful. So, this yeah. is this this is game set match wrap it up in a bow go home you belong on the movie news circuit get out of movie trivia this is our game you don't even know what a Monday night miscellaneous looks like you watched for the first time last night and watched us Ben mischief managed over so sit back and let us do our thing and we'll send you back to your Tuesday time Champions. take care champs um I can neither confirm nor deny that we will do good or bad uh, because I think if I'm being honest, we're probably going to suck, but I don't know if anyone else knows this. Maggie is smart. She went to college, um, and that's more. Mom goes to college. And that's, <laughs> that's more than I can say, or I think Coho actually did go to college. Fuck. I'm gonna I am in show. college. I'm going to end the show before anyone else says anything. Uh, peace out. Check out all the stuff and see us minus Robert play in miscellaneous <laughs> on Monday. It's been real. Love you guys. Kissies. You're still here? It's over. She's out of our hair. And just when I dare to care, she says, au contraire, you're my pair of friends. I love you. <laughs> Keep it together, man.